0: Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Hey, this is Anthony. My voice might sound a little off still, but you know, things are looking up. Anyway, on to what we're doing today. From time to time, Cardinal Joseph Tobin finds himself in the spotlight for really all the wrong reasons. And while this time it has nothing to do with, shall we say, some bad decisions he made on Twitter, he has said something worse this time, if you have eyes to see it. He has said that we need to fall in line with the synodal way to embrace the synodal way. Otherwise, we are guilty of what is, strictly speaking, a canonical crime. Let's have a look at this story because while the attacks in the Latin mass have gotten a lot of attention in our circles, lady, remember that this is only part of their war against their faith. Their real goal is to remake the church into their own image, to finish constructing their ape of the church. Let's get into the story. As for this greater push for synodality continues, as the synodon synodality of synodal dialogue, or whatever it's actually called, continues into 2023, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops put out a rather silly tweet that got ratioed rather badly. And if you don't know what the term ratioed means, it means that the replies were greater in number than the likes and the retweets that the tweet received, and the replies were not exactly positive. Now here's the tweet I'm talking about. Here are seven attitudes we can all adopt as we continue our synodal journey together. Which one inspires you the most? Let us know in the comments below. And some some tagging another synodal account. And then learn how more about how you can participate in the synod at website. Hashtag listening church, hashtag synod. And then the seven attitudes are, Innovative outlooks, inclusivity, open-mindedness, listening, accompaniment, co-responsibility, and dialogue. You know, all those classic Catholic virtues that appear all over sacred scripture and in the writings of the great saints of the church. I'm being sarcastic, of course. I bring this up, despite it being a bit dated since it happened a week ago on January 10th, because Cardinal 99 Tobin came out and said that if you rejected the tensions and complexity of the synodal process, that you're a heretic. It was quite the remarkable statement to make, and remember, those seven values are what the USCCB are promoting through the synodal process. Those are the values of the Church of the New Advent. Now, they got ratioed because they only had 192 likes at the time of this recording, but several hundred replies, the vast majority of which were negative. My own response, which I put virtually no thought into, was simply to tell them to teach the faith as it had always been taught to our forebears, or something to that effect— Yeah, I'm too lazy to even read my own tweet in this podcast, but I got a lot more likes than they did for something that took virtually no work to say. And I will tell you what, they put work into that graphic and into that tweet. They made that graphic to be tweeted, and they got hammered for it. And we'll revisit this response in a moment, because it's been asked if the USCCB learned anything from the process. You can guess the answer to that question, but for some insight into just how married they are to this synodal process... Let's check in with Cardinal Tobin, who said that basically, if you object to the synodal process, then you're guilty of a form of heresy. Tobin said this in that bastion of Catholic modernism, America Magazine, which is where all the allies of Francis in America go to say things that are essentially from the mouth of Francis. Headline from America Magazine, Cardinal Tobin, refusing to deal with complexity in the church as a form of heresy. Now, I've seen some dumb public statements from this, from him before, including, odd tweets allegedly to his sister that earned him an unfortunate nickname, but this takes the cake. Tobin is just making definitions out of heresy here to fit his purposes. I mean, take a look at this. Quote, "'Catholics uncomfortable with the synodal mode of the church,' he said, "'may be put off by the messiness dialogue often unearths. But,' he said, "'refusing to live with tension can be a form of heresy.' "'My favorite definition of heresy is a refusal to deal with complexity,' he said." If you look at the heresies of the church, the great heresies, they couldn't accept one thing or the other, and they didn't want to live with the tension. There is an essential tension and a necessary tension in so much of our life. If you destroy that tension, he continued, then the church, the sacraments, the word of God becomes something else. It is no longer the word of God. The Cardinal said he is hopeful that churches can open their doors and listen deeply, but he is also aware that the process may not be easy. We have a long way to go in coding into our ecclesial DNA. This way of being church," he said. And quote. In other words, the synods will change the church forever, and if you're a heretic, you will, well, if you are a heretic if you disagree. Well, guess what? I'm a heretic according to the modernists, and I'm completely fine with that. Tobin redefining heresy isn't that surprising, but let's actually find out what heresy means because it is a word that's thrown around too much these days, and frankly, Tobin's use is an example of it being thrown around to the point of losing its meaning. But words have meanings, and they should be used carefully, especially ones loaded with meaning, like heresy. Newadvent.org provides this definition from St. Thomas Aquinas, and then builds on it. Quote, St. Thomas, in the Summa, defines heresy, "...a species of infidelity in men who have professed the faith of Christ to corrupt its dogmas. The right Christian faith consists in giving one's voluntary assent to Christ in all that truly belongs to his teaching. There are, therefore, two ways of deviating from Christianity." The one by refusing to believe in Christ himself, which is the way of infidelity, common to non-Christians and our so-called elder brothers. The other by restricting belief to certain points of Christ's doctrine, selected and fashioned at pleasure, which is the way of heretics. The subject matter of both faith and heresy is, therefore, the deposit of the faith, that is, the sum total of truths revealed in Scripture and tradition, as proposed to our belief by the Church. The believer accepts the whole deposit as proposed by the Church, the heretic accepts only such parts of it as commend themselves to his own approval. End quote. What Tobin is doing here is taking the synodal process and saying that it is akin to revelation. That's if he even knows what the meaning of the word heresy is, which, as a hypermodernist, is truly debatable. He seems to be using the word heresy to mean, I don't like that you don't like where we're taking the church, and we'll use force if necessary to make you comply. That should be concerning, but at this point, the Bergolians aren't really full of surprises anymore. But they've elevated this to very nearly the level of revelation because they're telling people that the Holy Ghost will be guiding the synodal process. Remember, this is a process that virtually no one has participated in yet in most places, with empty meeting halls being reported in pretty much every diocese everywhere. Yet they say this will be the movement of the Holy Ghost directing the church to change things. And here's where Tobin hints at it. Quote, Synodality is a way of being church, based on the idea, the ideal, that all the baptized are walking together with a shared attention to the Holy Spirit, Cardinal Tobin, the Archbishop of Newark, said in a keynote address to the Cathedral Ministry Conference, which is taking place this week in Chicago, end quote. A way of being sh- church with shared attention to the Holy Spirit. Okay, then. But remember, we consistently see people agitating for changes to what the Church teaches in all matter of things, on all the tough issues and to make the church more open to anyone who wants to receive the Eucharist without any of that messy conversion stuff. And that's, by the way, why they have to push the trads like us to the fringes of society. That's why, because we don't want this to be done to Christ's church. Now, we've seen all of the things I just mentioned in their advocacy for the Synodal Way previously, in America, in Ireland, in Germany, and in Australia. It's all one big hot mess, but they have a very real goal. Hence, their use of the word heresy. And that goal is to remake the church in the image of Francis the Vengeful One. Which brings me back to the USCCB getting ratioed on Twitter. A writer for Pillar Catholic reached out to the USCCB and asked them about getting ratioed on Twitter and if it would have any effect on how they move forward. Obviously not, but here's what the Pillar article describes. Quote, The posts were in the vernacular of the social media milieu, Ratioed. The pillar requested on Tuesday an interview with USCCB officials to ask whether the feedback might have elicited any internal reconsideration of the Synod on Synodality's branding strategy and whether other lessons might have been learned at the USCCB from the public's response to the graphic. In response, Richard Kolk, executive director of the USCCB's Department of Justice, Peace and Human Development, wow, who was appointed last summer to be the USCCB's liaison for the Synod of Bishops on the topic for a Synodal Church, Communion, Participation, and Mission, told the Pillar that, as you know, many dioceses are engaging in specific plans for communication, dialogue, and virtual or in-person meetings to discuss the topics and questions as formulated in the Synodal materials. More than anything, the Synod is an opportunity to engage in a process that fosters the active participation of all, and that necessitates any openness to be responsive to the needs and realities of each diocese. This is how we become a listening church that journeys together. (laughs) As the synod materials anticipate, this will result in fruitful conversations that, at times may be frank and challenging. The USCCB will continue to support these endeavors through the preparation of supplementary resource materials, procedural guidance, and form information sessions designed to encourage and share best practices in the hopes of fostering the active engagement of as many as possible. End quote. It's worth noting here that the hashtag these guys use to promote the Synod is hashtag listening church. But of course, when they're told things that go against their goals, they stop listening. I am as surprised as you are by this, which is to say, not at all. Now, it's obvious that the whole point of the Synodal process is to change the faith to fit the sensibilities of our rulers, and to make sure that its force as something that can change the world be taken from Christ the King and placed into the hands of the spirit of Antichrist. Those going along with this, and Francis first and foremost, are engaged in perhaps the most twisted error of their entire time running the Church, which is saying something. The late Father Adrian Fortescue, an early 20th century Catholic theologian, reminds us of what the job of the Pope in the hierarchy is. He was clearly responding, in a way, to the crisis of modernism a hundred years ago, and his words are still relevant today. Quote, Even in religious matters, the Pope is bound very considerably by the divine constitution of the Church. There are any number of things that the Pope cannot do in religion. He cannot modify, nor touch in any way, one single point of revelation Christ gave to the Church. His business is is only to guard this against attacks, and false interpretation. We believe that God will so guide him that his decisions of this nature will be nothing more than a defense or unfolding of what Christ revealed. The Pope can neither make nor unmake a sacrament. He cannot affect the essence of any sacrament in any way. He cannot touch the Bible. He can neither take away a text from the inspired scriptures nor add one to them. He has no fresh inspiration nor revelation. His business is to believe the revelation of Christ as all Catholics believe it and to defend it against heresy. End quote. And that comes from his work, The Early Papacy, published back in 1920. The job of any prelate, from deacon to pope, is to preserve the faith, not change the church. The bunch in Rome need to be reminded of that in our time. So, are you a heretic by Tobin's standard? Do you care that they're saying that essentially we're not Catholic for objecting? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And thanks for your patience with my vocal cord issues. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.